Tuesday is an in-between day in Holy Week. It's, it's in between celebration of the triumphal entry and the traumatic events of the crucifixion. It's in between the cleansing of the temple and the washing of the disciples' feet. It's in between the adulation of the multitudes and the betrayal of a trusted friend. Tuesday of Holy Week is one of those in-between days. It's a day when the crowds are silent. But it's also a day when Jesus has some conversations with some folks who approach him and they say, I have a question for you, and really their questions are accusations. Trying to find one more way to paint him into a corner. Trying to find one more way to trip this Jesus up. They weren't very pleased with what happened on Sunday. And they were even less pleased with what he did in the temple on Monday. And so they want to have a conversation. What I want us to do this evening is, I want us to hear Jesus' words, some of the conversations that he has on Tuesday. And I want us to consider what it was that he was trying to say to them, and what it is that he's trying to say to us. So we'll hear his words, and then take a moment to ask these two questions. Jesus, what were you saying to them, and what do you want to say to me? Let's pray as we begin. We ask Jesus for the ability to hear you clearly. We're here because you made it possible for us to hear you once and become your brothers and sisters. And we've heard you other times of you as you have encouraged and strengthened and healed and held us accountable. And we thank you for all the times that you've helped us hear you. And so what we ask for is the ability to hear you once again. May your word by your spirit at work in our hearts accomplish what you have in mind for us this evening. We ask it in your name. Amen. He is in the process of preparing for what's coming. Um, just a note about the candle. You remember our Advent services at Christmas time. We didn't get to light it because he hadn't come yet while he's here. He's here. But he's anticipating a meal and he's anticipating some other actions that will challenge him in the days ahead. But this is what he has to say on Tuesday. He then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and he put a wall around it and dug a pit for the wine press and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. 
At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him, and they beat him, and they sent him away empty-handed. And then he sent another servant to them, and they struck this man on the head, and they treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and that man they killed. Sent many others, some of them they beat, and others of them they killed. And finally he said he had only one left to send. It was his son, a son whom he loved. And so he sent him last of all, saying to himself, they will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him, and they killed him, and they threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come, and he'll kill those tenants, and he'll give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read the scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And then they looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd and so they left him and went away. Again, our question, our prayer, and we'll take a moment to do this. Jesus, what were you trying to say to them and what are you trying to say to me? Let's pray. Later that morning, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one answered Jesus is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and that there is no other but him. 
to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, Jesus said to the man, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. So let's pray again. Jesus, what were you saying to them? And what are you saying to me? While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, How is it that the teachers of the law say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? The large crowd listened to him with delight. And as he taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted in the marketplaces, have the most important seats in the synagogues, and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. And then Jesus found a place opposite the place where the offerings were put, and watched the crowd putting their money into a temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a fraction of a penny. So calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, put in all she had to live on. Jesus, what were you saying to them? And what are you saying to me?
as he was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, So tell us. Tell us when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and will deceive many. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. So you must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before the governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given to you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will be betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Jesus, what were you saying to them? And what are you saying to me? The last thing Jesus said that day was this. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. So be on guard. Be alert. 
You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and he puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. So therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone. Keep watch. Jesus, what were you saying to them? And what are you saying to me? Jesus and his disciples returned home they had preparations to take care of there was a meal to plan a room to secure and all that they needed for the Passover one of the disciples had other plans to take care of and he did the next day and Jesus prepared his heart for what he knew was coming let's do the same we're dismissed